Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the mainline, just tell him what you want. Record it live. call him up and tell him what you want. If you're sick and you can't get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you can't get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you can't get well, just tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell him what you want. Call him up, call him up, and tell him what you want. Call him up. And call him up and tell him what you want. Call him up and call him up and just tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell him what you want. Or if you're sick and you can't get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you can't get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you can't get well, tell him what you want. You just call him up and tell him what you want. Amen. Jesus is on the main line. Just call him up and tell him what you want. His line is never busy. Just tell him what you want. Amen. Just call him up and tell him. He, he's, he's been waiting on your call. Amen. He, he's been waiting to hear from you. When the last time you made the call? When was the last time you really talked to him and told him what it is that you want? Amen. He's on the main line. He don't look at your call and don't answer when he see who it is calling. His line is never busy. So you can't say you, you called him and he was too busy to talk to you or to hear from you. The songwriters say his line is never busy. All you have to do is just call him. So my question is, when was the last time you made the call? Our lesson on tonight comes from 1 Kings chapter 2 of 1 Kings, chapter 2 of 1 Kings.
I'll be reading to you from the King James Version, Second Kings. I mean, First Kings, chapter two. We begin reading from verse number one. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, "I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in His ways." To keep his statutes and his commandments, and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself, that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth, with all their heart and with all their soul. There shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab, the son of Zariah, did to me, and what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, unto Abner, the son of Ner, and unto Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he slew and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore according to thy wisdom, and let not his whole head go down to the grave in peace. But show thyself, but show kindness unto the sons of Basilia, the Giladite, and let them be of those that eat at thy table. For so they came to me when I fled because of Absalom thy brother. And behold, thou hast with thee Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite of Baharim which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Mahanim. But he came down to meet me at Jordan. And I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Now, therefore, hold him not guiltless. For thou art a wise man, and knowest what thou art to do unto him. But his whole head bring thou down to the grave with blood. So David slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David. And the days of that David reigned over Israel for 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron. Thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Then sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. And Adonijah, the son of Haggai, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. He said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee, and he said, and she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their face on me, that I should reign. Howbeit, the kingdom is turned about and is become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay that he give me Abishai, Abishai the Shunammite, to wife. And Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon to meet, to speak unto him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of thee, I pray thee. 
send me not nay. And the king said unto her, Ask on, my mother, for I will not say thee nay. And she said, Let Abishai, the Shunammite, be given to Adonijah, thy brother, to wife. And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why doest thou ask Abishai, the Shunammite, for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my elder brother, even for him and for Abiathar the priest and for Joab the son of Zerah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, God do so to me and more also, if Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore is the Lord liveth which had established me and set me on the throne of David my father, and who had made me a house as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the, by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him that he died. And unto Abiathar the priest, saith the king, Get thee to Anathoth unto thy own field, for thou art worthy of death. But I will not at this time put thee to death. Because thou bearest the ark of the Lord God before David my father, and because thou hast been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted. So Solomon thrust out Abiathar from being priest unto the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which he spake concerning the house of Eli in, Shula, in Shiloh. Then tidings came to Joab from jo then, then tidings came to Joab. For Joab had turned after Adonijah, though he turned not after Absalom. And Joab fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told King Solomon that Joab was fled unto the tabernacle of the Lord. And behold, he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go fall upon him. And Benaiah came to the tabernacle of the Lord and said unto him, Thus said the king, Come forth. And he said, Nay, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, Thus said Joab, and this he answered me. And the king said unto him, Do as he had said, and fall upon him, and bury him, that thou mayest take away the innocent blood which Joab shed from me, and from the house of my father. And the Lord shall return this blood upon his own head, who fell upon two men more righteous and better than he, and slew them with the sword. My father David, not knowing thereof, to wit, Abner the son of Ner, captain of the host of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jetha, captain of the host of Judah. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his seed forever. But upon David and upon his seed and upon his house, and upon his throne shall there be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell upon him and slew him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. And the king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his room over the host. And Zedok the priest did the, did the king put in the room of Abiathar. And the king sent and called for Shimei and said unto him, Build thee a house in Jerusalem, and dwell there, and go not forth thence any whither. For it shall be that on the day that thou goest out, 
and pass it over the brook's cadron, thou shalt know for certain that thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thine own head. And Shemai said unto the king, the saying is good. As my lord the king hath said, so will thy servant do. And Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many days. And it came to pass at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shimei ran away unto Ekish, son of Machai, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, thy servant be in Gath. And Shimei arose and saddled his ass and went to Gath to Ekish to seek his servant. And Shimei went and brought his servant from Gath. And it was told Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath, and he was come again. And the king sent and called for Shimei. And he said unto him, Did I not make thee to swear by the Lord, and protest and protested unto thee, saying, Know for certain on the day that thou goest out, and walkest abroad any whither that thou shalt surely die. And thou said unto me, The word that I have heard is good. Why then hast thou not kept the oath of the Lord, and the commandment that I have charged thee with. The king said moreover to Shimei, Thou knowest all the wickedness which thy heart is private to, that thou did to David my father. Therefore the Lord shall return thy wickedness upon thy own head. And King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, which went out, and fell upon him that he died, and the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. First King chapter 2, verses 1 through verse 46. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading here and do of his word. All of this stuff we read in here, we see in our society. When they told this guy to go build him a house and don't go nowhere, you know what he was did? He was placed under house arrest. Didn't, didn't, didn't kill him, but he put him under house arrest. And when he broke his oath, he pronounced death upon himself. Old folks used to say that a person could cut their, their own throat with their tongue. By what you say, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Now, he was, he was spared out of all the things he had did Solomon spared him. Something like God spared you and I instead of giving us justice, he give you and I mercy. That's why in the book of Psalms, he say his mercy is brand new every day. He gives us a brand new mercy every day because we wear on his mercy from one day to the next. And so to keep from placing judgment upon us and gaining and, 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 and getting justice for what we did, he gives us mercy. Solomon is in charge. All the people who had went against him is at his mercy. Now Solomon is, is, is giving out the sentence. He's giving out his ultimatum to these people as David had instructed him. The Bible says for seven years he ran in Hebron. Hebron was the part of Judah where he reigned for seven years when the, when the kingdom was split. 33 years he reigned in Israel, which means that the whole nation 
that when, when after Saul died and they proclaimed him as king of Israel, he was over the whole nation. He brought all the people together as one. That's what a true leader supposed to do. Try and bring people together and help them to put apart the differences that may lie between them. The differences was that Saul, who was the first king, was from the tribe of Benjamin. David came from the tribe of Judah. Where is that? Everybody who was in the tribe of Benjamin that was kin to Saul should have been in succession for the throne. But then God steps in and anoints David to become the next king. So now you got a split. You got confusion, not by God, but by people. Because you're always going to have people pleasers. You're always going to have people to put in their two cents of what they think, how things ought to go. And you know something? You always find people who do nothing do the most complaining. People who do nothing is the one always find the most fault. But when you find people that's willing to roll up their sleeves and get to the work, you're not going to find no complaints in them. Why? Because they find them, they're looking for a solution. People who don't do nothing is the people who find fault. But if you find people who are going to roll up their sleeve and, and want to get to the work, they're not looking for no fault. They're looking for a solution. And you hear people say all the time, either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. So it depends on you and I what we want to be a part of. It's like the glass, whether it's half full or half empty, how you want to look at it. So Solomon now is putting his house in order. When the last time we looked at our house to see whether our house is in order? And the only way our house could be in order, it got to be done by what? By the word of God. It's the word of God that put our houses in order. Why? Because the word of God put you and I in order. And when we become, when we get in order, then the whole house is in order. But when the parent, when the father, the mother is out of order, then what? The whole structure, the whole family structure is out of order. This is why the devil tries to keep us from the word of God. Because the word of God, the Bible says, is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. It helps us to see more clearer that, oh, I've been doing this wrong. This is what God established for us to do. And what did he say in the, in the first beginning of, of the verses of Scripture? He told Solomon, say, if you walk in the way of God, keep his statutes and his commandments and teach your children, then they should not fail thee to have a, a man over the house, over the nation of Israel. And you shall prosper whithersoever you go. These are the same words that was told to Joshua after Moses died. So God is still saying the same thing. We told Joshua in the book of Joshua, he's saying the same thing in 1 Kings to Solomon. Same thing. So what that means? That if we keep the same recipe, then we could have the same blessing. But if we don't keep the recipe, then we'll get the curse. Isaac, Dave. But still not 
to the children, to the third and fourth generation. What it was? Disobedience. Outside of his marriage. Baby mama drama. What? What? Yeah, but that's what brought on the, me- the baby mama drama. And it was just like wives. Yep. Yep. Don't leave Jacob out. Well, this was the process. This was one of the process God used when he told Adam to do what? Be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply. Okay. During that period of time, they didn't have, uh, what they call that? When you marry more than one woman? Polygamy. Polygamy? They didn't have that. They didn't have that rule in them. God was good with it. Remember when, when he took Bathsheba and God told him, say, sent, sent the word to him by the, by the prophet uh, uh, and told him, say, look, if you had wanted any more women or whatever you wanted, say, all you had to do was just ask. He said, but you have took this man only sheep and led with this man's sheep. But you know what that's showing? That was showing down through history the problem that it brings. Look, it was God was okay with it in the sense that it wasn't sin, but it was a, He was allowing them to see the problem it can bring to our household. Because look, Jacob, Jacob was the one who 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 the sons came from that formed the nation of Israel. That's where the tribe came from. He had twelve sons. And out of those 12 sons was formed the whole nation of Israel. But those people are still fighting, fighting each other even as we speak. Didn't they take uh, Joseph and sold it? Sent him down to Egypt because they were jealous of him. So it caused problems because, you know, look, just like in our family, you know, let's be real, just like in our family, when you didn't have children by other women, through jealousy, through animosity, whatever it may be, a lot of times those children don't acknowledge your children from another marriage as their brothers and sisters. They don't acknowledge them. They, look, the ones, the ones that's in the house that came from that mother, they, they acknowledge one another. But when it's another woman involved, then them children don't really acknowledge. They, you're talking about bloodline and the strength of the of the family through the bloodline. We talking about we talking about emotional feelings. Yeah, my point, my point is I'm making, I'm actually not making, but I'm actually 
Just like she, just like just like she stated, just like she stated about Abraham, that he wouldn't wait, and he laid down with Sarah, maid. Now Sarah had something to do with that too, because she told him to do it. That maybe this is how God is going to bless us with a seed. Now what happened when Ishmael got old? His mother, who was an Egyptian, she wasn't even an Israelite. She was an Egyptian. And she was a servant. She felt that her son should have, re, should have been in line for the be the heir of that family. But the promise God made to Abraham and Sarah was that the seed would come from them too. So now when Isaac is born, now there's confusion in the camp between Haggai and Sarah. And so when Sarah went to Abraham and told him, that this woman is making mockery of her son, that she got to go. You know what Abraham said? He ain't want to let that woman go. You know why? Because he had been bonded with her by laying in the bed with her. He bonded with her. You never, don't never think that you can lay down with a woman that long or that many times that you're not going to form some type of bond that is going to be hard to break that, that and release that. And you know, what, you know when he did it? When God told him, say, listen to, the, to your wife. Before he would never, he didn't do it on his own. It wasn't until God told him. I'm telling you about the drama. Okay. How many things in the Bible that God said is okay or he want us to do that we don't do? Just because God said it was okay, that don't mean that it's going to be okay with people. The same way God tell us. Who? Who, God? Let me say this to you. Although these are the main characters that we're reading about, but we're talking about a whole nation of people. You, don't think, you think that they were the only ones that had more than one wife? There are others that had more than one wife. So it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as, like as if though this wasn't going on in other households. We're hearing about this household because they are the main characters that God is using. Yeah. I'm just trying to get clear on this thing. But we also got to understand, like I said, at times, it's up to the point where God gives you the rest of the, uh, the line on don't, don't, don't live with thy tongue, don't live with thy history. Before that, it was okay because he had something he was trying to do. And then he put a halt to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have been established. Right. Okay. We passed the point to where Abraham, uh, Abraham and Sarah took in Hagar. We, 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 we 
encountered is ever since they've been a part about what's going on right now between brothers where one thing that he should have the um, be in line for protection he wasn't he went to his stepmother. Went to his brother. He was his brother, right? Because of, you know, his father, David, had uh, uh, what the lady was, what was her, what was her hair? They, they, they speak about it. The Shunammite? The Shunammite. And then Solomon. So this is where the confusion comes in. So is that David's father? Now, 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 uh, this is where, this is now didn't have no children for David. Well, he had to be, well, somebody had to be somebody's The one that he killed had to come from somebody, right? Who? The brother that he killed. The brother that, Who, Absalom? No, no. Adonijah? No, Solomon just killed no. his brother. But going to his mother. That wasn't the boy's mother, that was No, that was Solomon's mother. Right, so she's saying based, and what I'm getting is based on the fact that David had had Solomon, he must have had a elder search from another woman. Yeah. This is what a problem yeah. is. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. But oh, but I'm saying that God ever stayed during that time that that still wasn't okay. Based on the fact that not only did Ab, not only did Adonijah went against the will of God, because if you notice in the scripture, he thought that he would become in succession because he was the elder brother. Right. But what did he say? It was given to him by the Lord. So he was going against God because guess what? It was already it was all, when Solomon was young. It was already established that Solomon was going to become the next king. Because because it came from God to Nathan the prophet, and Nathan brought it to to David. That's right. Up until that point, I haven't heard anything about like I said, this is just a story, and you buy it at this point. I never heard about David with no other younger child other than Solomon. Oh, you never heard. You never heard of you never heard of any other child other than Solomon. David married to Bathsheba? Before Bathsheba. Yeah. Yeah. Amnon killed his. 
for raising it, raping his sister Tamar. So it's a whole bunch of stuff that went on in that with all of them different children from different women. You know, they say the pendulum swings both ways. Man and one woman, and that has never changed. As a matter 
What they say, heaven is like. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So what, what is the child? child is innocent. You even got to tell him don't touch something that's hot, knowing that it's going to hurt him. The child don't know it's going to hurt. We know it's going to hurt. And so the child has no knowledge of what's right or what's wrong. Right. And so this is what God had intended for us. Not to have the, the knowledge, not to have the knowledge of good and evil, but to be as a as a as a child, not knowing anything but him. Yeah. Now, you, you as y'all were talking concerning all of this, you know, like like Sister Evans said, this stemmed down from one generation to the next. Because look, as far as we talking about, about David, who was on the scene before David? Jacob. Right? Because that's where David originated from, the tribe of Judah. One of the sons that Jacob had name was Judah. Now, the thing about it, he only had two wives. He had Rachel and he had Leah. Leah was, 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 was bringing children out like wildfire, but Rachel was barren. So what did she do? She got her maid to live with Jacob so that the maid could have children for her and brought to, to Jacob as if though it was our own children. 
Now, all of these children, now, they, now you're talking about four women now in one household that's having babies for one man. Now, you're talking about before that, now, Leah, Rachel was the one he waited for. He worked for her for, for 40. And Leah was the one that, that he was deceived. Exactly. He worked he, the first seven years he got Leah. And because he wanted Rachel and loved her so much, he worked another but seven years. He got drunk. Well, what what do they do on a on a wet night? They celebrated by drinking and dancing and stuff. So when he went into the tent to her, he look. You didn't promise me that Rachel gonna be my wife. So she goes in to prepare herself for her husband. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. He, she goes and prepare herself for her husband. So he thinking that's, that's Rachel in that tent. And he goes in and he wake up the next morning and he look at Leah's face. You remember in the old days when they caught you with a girl? You know what they used to call them weddings? Shotgun weddings. Yeah. They made you, either you married this girl or you was going to jail. Yeah, look what happened. Look what happened in the cave with Lot and his two daughters from drinking. <laughs> yes, there's a whole lot of trouble in 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 uh, Proverbs, the 20th chapter of Proverbs. He said, "Wine is a mockery; strong drink is deceiving and no, is is raging. And whoever is deceived thereby is not wise." And I just saw a lot of people get full of that alcohol and go into a rage. Right. Some people get drunk and be happy and, be happy and go to sleep. Right. Some people get into a rage. So now Solomon is trying to put his house in order. And where did his house get in disarray? From his father David. It all started with David. When he didn't correct the first problem in his house, it brought forth more problems. And so David is telling, I mean, yeah, David had told Solomon, don't forget about these people who came out against me. Now, now that's something, how the father is looking for the son to put things in order when he should have been doing it himself. Verse 22 says, And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, Why do thou ask Abishai the Shunammite for Donajah to ask, ask for the kingdom also? For he is my elder brother, even for him. And Abiathar the priest and Joab the son of Zerah, the king of Solomon, swear by the Lord, saying, God do so to me and more also, if Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life. Now, because Adonijah had stirred up the stuff by asking for Abishai, now he's going to get everybody. And that's the same way what happened in our house. One, one child, look, I, I remember what you did. Come on in here. You're going to get it too. We want to whip everybody. Everybody want to get, everybody going to get punished. Everybody going to get it now. Since, since now you just stirred me up to, to, get, to get a hold of you, tell, tell, tell Erica, tell, tell Tanika, I want all of y'all. Go get Eric too. 
right? Yes, he's the king now. <laughs> he's the power, right? Yeah. Okay. Now think about our current situation, right? Yeah, it's Trump. Think about our, think about our current situation. Now. And, and, and the things that's going on right now, Yeah, you're right. That's his only agenda. Yeah, he that's came in there with that agenda. That's his only agenda since day one, and guess what? It's breaking his presidency apart as a result of it. Yeah. He didn't have to do nothing but come in and move into whatever his agenda would have been, okay? He, like you say, a leader does what? Bring people together. Right. And he's, he's not bringing nobody together. No, he's tearing them apart. He, he even tearing apart his own party. Inside of his own White House. Yeah. Now, now by David, I'm 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 sorry for cutting y'all. By Solomon calling these all all these people into question about something they did. Now these people was in place during David administration. Now the administration have changed hands. Just like you're talking about about Trump. And when he got in there, what did he start doing? Replacing people who was in Obama's cabinet with people that he can that would be loyal to him in his cabinet. And that's what he looked for. He looked for loyalty, even though he may be wrong. And so now Solomon, so David is telling him, I forget this woman's name, that had, had, and President Obama, had warned Trump about some of them people. And this girl, Yates, had warned him about these people that Trump was talking about putting in his cabinet. He warned them. But he wouldn't take no, no... and what David and what David is saying to to to, to Solomon, he said, "Look, you are a wise man. Use wisdom." <laughs> say you are a wise man. Say use wisdom, and watch these people here. Because if they came out against me, they're gonna do the same thing for you. Now, so now he's getting everybody and bringing them judgment against them. He said, but make sure they don't, they don't get old. Right. He said, so, don't let their gray hairs go to the grave. In other words, he was saying to them, don't let them die of old age. Don't let them hang around that long. You know what? What I just said. Sometimes when we then talk to this child and say, look, I'm tired of you doing this, that, and other. Do it one more time, and I'm going to put that belt on you. You let them go. Then the next one do something. Look, I just talked to Eric, and I didn't told him, I'm telling you. Then the next one come out. All of a sudden, now you're already upset. Look, that's enough. Go get Eric. Go get Tanika. Go get them all. All of y'all going to get it now. And that's what's happening here. See, Adonijah, when he asked for that woman, that did the trick right there. Look at it. 
soon as the daughter died, asked for Abishai. Who who looking for power? No, it's not that. Listen at listen at what the scripture says when we read here. Look at verse two. Look at what verse two says. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou what? Therefore, and show thyself to be what? A man. Now, when he's talking about a man, he's talking about show yourself to be strong in your leadership role. Let me ask you this. <laughs> have you gave this advice and advice to your children that you never did? <laughs> Why are you holding your head now, man? I'm asking you a question. Huh? No, not today. <laughs> what, what is, has been, but there's nothing new under the sun. We do it. <laughs> we do it. Same thing here. And we do the same thing. Same spirit. There's nothing new. Same God. Same people. Just different characters. The play haven't changed. Just different characters playing the part. So now, Adonijah has spoke a death sense against himself with his own tongue. So now, since he's going to get Adonijah, all the people who David then warned him against, they're all about to get it. You remember in, in, the, in, in, the, in the book of Genesis, when, when Adam and Eve ate from the apple, what they did? They pointed the finger. Everybody got it. Adam got it. Eve got it. And the serpent got it too. He couldn't point the finger. It, 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 it all ended with him. He ain't had no finger to point. That's a lot of devil. The devil the devil in the spirit of a little bit of serpent that was standing up right. Think about that. He didn't come in his own form. He came in the form of a serpent that Adam had named and used it. And just because they used the form of a serpent, every serpent from that date had to become a belly. Now you see what you said? Everybody everybody don't know that. Everybody don't know that the serpent stood up right. Because if he didn't stand upright, why was it a curse for him to crawl on his belly? Something had to be, something had to be going on for him to be cursed on his belly all the days of his life, and he was going to breathe or eat dust. But guess what? If he get inside of a serpent, <laughs> oh, you know where I was going with that one. <laughs> oh, okay.
His wife or his concubine. Yeah. Now, in the old days, what they, when, when, you, when, when, when people had lived with a woman for so many years, what they called them? Common law wife. And you remember what you said? A, a, a concubine did not have the same rights or the power as a wife. When the, when, the, when the woman, like you said, hold on. When the woman who was still married to the man, although they wasn't together, but this man had lived for 10, 15, 20 years with somebody else. When that man died, who his social security stuff went to? The concubine or the woman who he lived with that they called common law got nothing. She was recognized, but she didn't have the same rights. She didn't get no rights or privileges. All she had was the man and children that might have been came from the man. California, San Francisco. Yes. No, not that I know of. She couldn't get it because he had a wife that was still living. All of us was grown. Now, if 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 they still had small children when he when he passed, that'd have been something altogether different. But all of us was grown and of age. That's all the way. Boys, well, I know. He remarried a woman in California, in San Francisco. Yeah, he remarried. That wasn't he wasn't just living with that woman. He married her. Now, therefore, as the Lord liveth, which had established me and sent me and set me on the throne of my, my on of David, my father, and who had made me a house as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him that he died. Now, that's that's a hard thing to do for you to take your own brother life, because whether you came from the same mother, you sure came from the same father. But he said he put a death sentence on his own brother. Why? It wasn't hard for, for it wasn't hard for Cain either. So what you think? What you think about? What you think about the story we in? That's why he pronounced death upon him. Because guess what? When we first looked at it in chapter one, do you you wasn't here for chapter one? In chapter one, when David before David actually died, he was on his deathbed, and he brought the young woman in there, a young girl, a virgin, put him in a bed with David, put her in the bed with David, and David showed no life. And so they say, oh, we know now that King David is is on his way out. Because they knew that the first, the only thing that moved him was a woman. That's, that's bad when a person knows what it takes to move you. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Now, guess what happened? 
Adonijah goes to the elders of the city, story them up and say he's going to be the next king. Not that he was pronounced king by David. He pronounced his own self king because he was the elder brother. Got the people and had a big coronation all through the streets. And when the word got back to David, and, and, and Nathan the prophet said, if you allow this, then you put jeopardy of Solomon and Bathsheba because he's going to kill them to put them out of, out, of, out, of the, out of the picture so they won't rise up against him. And so what David did, David said, go get my mule. Go get the, thro- the, the crown and the robe and put it on Solomon and parade him through the street and declare him to be king. And he sent the prophet to anoint him. And when the word got, when they heard all of, all of uprising, Adonijah said, what is all of this noise we hear that's going on in the city? David just anointed Solomon as king. And so now what he do? All the people who was with him before, they didn't ran and, and dispersed. Because now they know that David's still alive. He didn't pronounce a word, and the people going to carry it out. Because they didn't want to go against, you remember the Pelotites and the Chelotites who fought with David all them years, even when he was running from Saul? They was afraid of them people. Them people knew how to fight. And so they, they left Adonijah hanging out there by himself. And so now what Adonijah is going to do, he going to swear allegiance to Solomon. And so Solomon said, if you keep your peace and you don't stir up no problem here, he said, I'll let you live. He said, but the day you, you stir up some, some mess in here, that's the day you're going to die. And that's what he did. And how he did he stir up the mess? And what Solomon told his mama, said, look, why don't you just ask the kingdom for him? Because if I allow him to marry Abishai, this telling the people in Israel that, that I'm not secure on this throne. And all the people that was with him before, they're going to go back, and the kingdom, go, the, the, the nation going to be split, and they're going to have a civil war. And so, and so what he said, I got to die. When he came out against Adonijah, he came out against Abiathar and Joab. All of them going to get it now. Look what he said in verse 26. And unto Abiathar the priest said the king, Get thee unto Anathoth, unto thy own field, for thou art worthy of death. You worthy to die too, but I will not at this time put thee to death. At this time. But I will not at this time put thee to death, because thou bearest the ark of the Lord. God before David my father and because thou hast been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted. Now, what are you saying? All the stuff David went through when he was running from Saul, all the stuff he went through when he left the kingdom so he won't have war in Jerusalem when, when Absalom rose up against him, he said, look, man, you was there with my daddy. You went through all of this and you saw what was right. What, what makes things so wrong now? He said, However David was afflicted and all the stuff that he went through with Saul and with Absalom, say you was right there, you was afflicted with it too. And you was on the side of what was right. You was right there. He said, because of that, that you stood by my father's side when he was, went through his affliction, then I'm going to let you live. I'm not going to kill you right now. I'm going to let you live. But he's not going to be the priest anymore. He got to go work for us now. So Solomon thrust out Abbey to being priest unto the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord, which he spake concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. This was already pronounced upon him way back when Eli was the high priest. 
spoke out against Eli's house because of what the two sons did, and Eli wouldn't correct them. He allowed his two sons to live with the women in the church. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of he was one of Eli's sons' children. That was a grandson, Abiathar. And that's how he came to succession to the priesthood. Because Eli was dead and the two sons was gone. How? How that's wavering? Who? Yeah. Just like just like Sister Evan said about how people tend to want that power. Abby he swayed he swayed Adonijah brought Abby out there in that water because he thought that the power of the kingship was going to Adonijah because he was the elder and because of all the people that had looked to him. Remember what the Bible said? Adonijah said, the people had looked up to me to be the next king because I'm the older brother. But because of the Lord, it became my brother. That was he said. This is the same way the people felt. And so what Abiathar did, because he wanted to continue on holding on to that power to be the priest, because he wanted to hold on to that power, that position, he swayed over to Adonijah. And so Solomon said, man, you was with my daddy. You saw how the Lord worked in, in the life of my father, and you went through all of these problems and things with him. What made you change now? That's the same thing we were talking about last week. When we didn't been in the word of God, we didn't saw it plain as the nose is on our face that this is really what the word of God is saying to you and I, now, all of a sudden, because you don't want to live this anymore, you don't want to join somebody else's church, and because they're saying something altogether different. Well, well, Pastor, didn't know what you're talking about over there. Yeah, they're doing a, a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Pastor, didn't know what you're talking about over there. That's the Old Testament. Yeah. Why? Because they don't want to. They don't want to do that anymore. Their lifestyle is interfering with the lifestyle now. But all before, when you wanted to be holy and you wanted to live right, oh, yeah, the word is right. Now, all of a sudden, now it's not right anymore. Why? Because you don't want to do that no more. When you start seeing, when, when they start seeing 
those 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 TV ministries and and how these people was probably talking about this prosperity stuff, Creflo Dollar and all the rest of them. All of them changed. You start seeing them change. And what did why did they change? For to please the people, so that they can build membership. Because this is what the people wanted to hear. In the book of Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, God told the prophet, he said, look, he said, when you see the swords come up on the land, when you see problems, trouble coming, he said, blow the trumpet and warn the people. He said, for if you blow not the trumpet to warn the people, he said, their blood I'm going to require at the watchman's hand. you think about Scientology? I don't look about it, but, I don't but you've heard about it. That goes against family lines. Like if you went and joined Scientology, the Scientology group and Tamla didn't want to go, you had to leave home. You couldn't stay married to home. You had to leave home. And vice versa. It tears between family lines. I, I think, I think, I think and the majority of the people that's in that, they're wealthy people. Both, all of them was in it. But then when she found out that it was a fraud, she left. And because she didn't want to come back into it, he had to separate himself from from her and the child. You shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. Yeah. Tell me that if you don't believe that the Bible don't change, 
No. Why all of a sudden now it's okay to be inclusive? If you look, if you look in the Old Testament, through all of those prophets, the Book of the Prophets, the Minor Prophets, the, the and the Major Prophets, all of those people, they 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 was they was preaching more or less around the same time, but there was, some was preaching down in the, in south of Israel, and some was preaching the same word up in the north. Because if you look in there, all the stories more or less are the same. When we when we leave out of Samuel and go into King, it's still talking about what went on in Samuel. When we leave out of King and go to Chronicles, Chronicles gonna be talking about the same thing that happened in the in First and, and Second Kings. And so that's the same thing with all the rest of the prophets, the minor and the major prophets. All of them spoke concerning the problem that Israel was having by leaving God. And how God had delivered them from Egypt, how God was the was was the was the king and all of these different things. If you look at it, all the stories are the same. Just coming out of a different mouth. But you know something? Mm-hmm. All the stories are the same. But the role is being played. So Everything that we see in the, in the word of God, we are You know, you have some people just want church affiliation. They don't, they don't want Christ affiliation. Some people just want church affiliation. They say that they belong to something. Some people look at church as an organization. There's a heaven and there's a hell. Yeah. Which one would you choose? I sure ain't choosing hell. Well, are you saying to live holy? And many people don't want to live holy. They don't want to live holy. See, some people think to live holy is for them to give up their whole life. Oh. Living holy is not giving up your life. Living holy is just making a change of life. That's all. It's just making a change. Of life. You hear people say that we still dance, but we just got different dance partners.
can be a ride, but if I'm listening to something that's not useless, it, it may bring you to a point up until you get out of the car. Let's say that she's not riding with the grandkids. Let's say she's kissing right with her friends, but don't want to be, don't want to be, you know, rude. So she's riding with a friend for whatever reason, and they playing a um uh, a, a mix or something. It's gonna be all the way to Chicago when she's back, right? So they would go in to someone like that. They say, okay, now I want to get my last ride with God, and little by little, based on you know what I'm being taught, I'm gonna go. And you do well for a while because that was the first time where I felt it. And I put on, I'm going to say, I don't listen here, but back home, I, I, I used to listen to the Red of the show. And, and on, on uh, back, what is it, on, 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 and I'm just talking about on the small level. I'm not even talking about a lot of other things that go on in my mind. Just so, so when I simply just say they may have a casual drink, you know, or whatever that may be, living holy means they ain't no way. That's it, that So that's what I'm talking about. Start thinking about it and start worrying away with it. That's where a lot of fashion starts to come in. That's just, that's just, up until the point where someone, i.e., fail. You heard what you just said? The key word out of that whole conversation you had is faithful. Faithful. That's it. Faithful. Look, we see the story. Abraham didn't do everything right, but he was faithful. Jacob didn't do everything right, but he was faithful. Being faithful to the faith. Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says the Old Testament, which gave us the law, was our schoolmaster. It revealed to us what was sin, what God did not like. Nobody would have been able to live the law. That's why grace came in. That's what things give us repentance. He said, look, now that we have grace, shall sin abound? Say no. Say, say, say now that grace abounds, shall we live in sin any longer? Say no. Say no, we shouldn't live in sin any longer. Now that grace abounds, which means that when you blatantly know what you're going to do and you do it anyway. Look, I don't care from the Pope down to, the, to that child. Nobody can live the whole law. That's why God came and sent his son for us to receive grace. That's where the thing comes from about repentance. That's what I When you have time, when I have time to come to service, I come to service. When it's time to go out and serve, I go out and serve. I don't make an excuse why I'm not going. I don't say, well, I'm... T- that's f- you said a whole mouthful of what you just said. Because a person stands before that pulpit, and think about all the rules. Think about all the rules in anything that we may do. But let's 
mouthful and say, you know what? This has be a The Bible, the Bible say, describes sin as a transgression of God's law. The Bible says, he that knows to do good, not live good, but do good and do it not, is sin unto him. Now, to go out and serve the elderly, is that good? Huh? To feed the hungry, is that good? Okay. When Jesus was talking concerning the kingdom of heaven, about people making it into the kingdom. He told them, say, he told them about what the kingdom was, was like, okay? And he talked about all different types of faithful gestures. He said, you have been faithful. He didn't say that they did everything good. He said, you have been faithful. That good and faithful servant, you have done good. He said, come up. And enter into the master's joy and be ruler over many more. He don't say that you did what's right. He didn't say that you didn't sin. He said that they was faithful. He that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him as a wise man. And so it goes on to the rest of that, that story and say talking about you have been faithful. God look for us to, to be faithful. He know he know that we not going to keep the whole law. There's some things you're going to do that's not right or pleasing in this sight. That's why the disciples ask and say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And in that, in that hour for the prayer, there's a part where you repent. Forgive me. And God will forgive you when you ask for it according to how much you forgive others. Forgive me of my debt as I forgive my debtors. There's people that, that's in debt to you by some wrong they didn't did, something they didn't say about you, some wrong they did to you or your children or whoever, your mom or your daddy, and you're holding it against them. God said, look, if you're asking me for forgiveness, now you have to forgive that other person. Well, that's what the Bible, I'm only saying what the Bible says. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We make it hard because we want to. We want to live by a certain standard that people have set and not God. When you're trying to live up to a certain standard that people set for you, you won't be able to live it. But if you live by the standard that God set for us, we can live it. God came to set us free, not to be put in bondage. See, that's what you're talking about is placing a person in bondage. That's why he says in, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, he said, don't judge. For the same judgment you judge other people, you're going to be judged by it. And the same way you measure a person, you're going to be measured by that same standard. We're God's servants. We, we, if we even got saved and we say that he's our father, then we become his children. And so when we become his children, we are his servants. And the Bible says, no man judge another man's servant. 
That's up to that's up for God. That's up for God. And the reason why people leave church, don't want to have nothing to do with church, is because we put too much of a standard upon a person by what we see. And it's not by what God is saying. God looked for us to be faithful. You said that God called you to sing in the choir? Well, why are you not singing? You're not being faithful. That's all faithfulness is about. What you called to do, are you on your job? If, the, if, if I'm supposed to be the pastor of the church, and everybody always here, but I'm gone to on vacation somewhere or whatever. Isn't that the same thing they talk about Trump? You're supposed to be running the United States. You talked about Obama, but you've been going to the Gulf Coast more than Obama did in the eight years he's been there. So they're looking for a person that's going to be faithful to the office that they call to. If you say you're a quiet director, you say you're a deacon, you say you're a deaconess, whatever you say you've been called to do, God looks for us to remain faithful to it. Not to people, but to God, like, no, like no, she no, said. No, no. Faithful to God. When we go when we go to that job, every time they call us to do overtime or come in during the time we're not supposed to come in or whatever, what do they say? Oh, that's a that's a faithful employee day. You can always count on them. God wanna know that he can count on you. People can count on you. So why can't God count on you? We're faithful to people, but why can't we be faithful to God? And that's that's the thing there that we are judged on. In the book of Revelations, when the Bible said that the, 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 the Lord took John in the spirit when he was on the Isle of Patmos, and he said, what I show you, say what you see, he said, write it down in the book, send it to the seven churches of Asia. John saw a vision. And God showed him all of these different things to send this message to the seven churches of Asia. And what he tells the church in the beginning, he said, I know your works. He said nothing about the lifestyle, whether they listen at 102.9 or whatever that station is. He actually said, look, I heard you listen to this music. He said, I know your works. He said, what you've done here was good. He said, but yet I have one thing against me. And so God looked for us to be faithful. And that's where we fall short in our faithfulness. Because the times that we can come to service, we don't come. Times when we can come to Bible study, we don't come. When it's time we can go out and serve, we have the time to do it, you don't. But we find time to go and do everything else that we want to do. And so when you have time to be faithful to what God can call you to do, then we need to do that. See, we've been worrying about the wrong thing, about me listening at this type of music 
or, or, or whether I'm, I'm drinking a Zachary or whatever. Before I got saved, Tana was in church praying for me and her mama. She was going to church with, with Mama T. They was praying for us. My wife came to me and told me, if you love me, you'll marry me. I can't live like this no more. When we got married, she went back to church. And I told her, I said, you know, well, that's good. You go ahead on the church. Because I'm not going to nobody's church no five days a week. I never saw that much of church in my whole life. It wasn't a week. We got married Christmas Eve in 1980. I got saved January the 10th of 81. And I told her, I said, look, I'll come to church with you, but I'm not coming to every night. Every day I came home from work, I took a bath, I put on clothes, we were going to church. Until it became second nature to me. I had a little pocket. Remember the pocket Bibles? She carried in my pocket. In the project. And whenever I had a break or whenever I went to lunch, I went sit on the benches right in the middle of the court with all the shooting and the drug deal, and I read that Bible. Didn't understand what I was reading, but I just kept reading. When I used to go to church at night, for some strange reason, whenever the pastor was, he could have been talking about Joe Blow. For some reason, what I read that day is going to fit into that Bible study that night. And it came clear to me what it was saying. And so when I became faithful in going to church, little by little things started falling off me. I, I had been smoking since I was 13 years old. I had been getting high since I was 19. And as I got older, the high and the drinking and the drug and stuff, it got worse. It got worse. But see, when the night, when I got saved, Eric, I was high that night from smoking weed and drinking them little ponies and little miller beers. And when I accepted Christ, that high I had, I ain't have it no more. And I went home that night. We had, I had what do we have, champagne and whiskey, something we had at the house because we had just came from out of New Year's. And I poured it down the drain. I had a half a pack of cigarettes still left. I was smoking Filthy King Cool. I had a half a pack of cigarettes left. I said, I'm going to finish smoking these cigarettes, this half a pack. I said, this going to be it. Then I thought about it. I said, man, man well, what you going to do after you eat? Because you know when you, a, a person who smoke after they eat, they want to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> man, after I finished them cigarettes, I never bought another pack, never smoked another cigarette, never even wanted it. And what I'm saying is it don't come overnight. It comes from you declaring yourself to be faithful. When you be faithful to one thing, the rest of the things going to come in on. You might say, well, man, you know, I, I, I just can't do this every Tuesday or every Sunday, man. You know, the game going to be coming on. Just, just start. You got to start somewhere. And once you start, those things going to start falling off you little by little. Little by little. <laughs> Until 
You look back and say, man, I remember I used to. But that stuff don't even bother me no more. And you're going to start worrying about how people are going to judge you or determine whether you are a Christian or not. Because become, to become a Christian, you become holy. Because Christian is mean, it is it, defined to be Christ-like. You know the night that Jesus was betrayed, he went into the garden? Now, he already knew what his mission was, right? He knew that he came into the world to die for the sins of the world. But the night that he was betrayed, he went to the garden, and he said, Lord, look, I can't do this. Take this cup from me. He didn't want to go through with his mission. He's, the Bible says he prayed so hard about that until sweat fell, fell from, his, from his forehead like drops of blood. The sweat was so heavy. Because you know blood is heavier than water. This is what he was actually saying. Say, look, I, had, I wrestled with this thing. But at the end of it, he said, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but let thy will be done. But he wrestled with it. Now, that's Jesus. We're talking about the Son of God, the Savior, a part of the Trinity. He wrestled with that. All of us are wrestling with something. But what he did, he remained faithful to what he was called to do. Now, if he wouldn't have remained faithful to what he had to do that concerned his, him giving his life, we would never be able to be faithful. But because he remained faithful, we should be able to be faithful to what God did call us to do. And what did he say? say he, look, it's not that you, you're going to do it. Look what he said. He said you had been faithful in a few things. We didn't cover a lot of ground here.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.